Hey, hey, hey. This is not a podcast. (laughs) Even though I'm using my podcast platform, um, this is a meditation for the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces. And I wanted to just share it in the most convenient way possible, which is an existing platform that I already have. Um, I may, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of what I'll do next. I might, you know, move this and other ones over to SoundCloud. But in the meantime, this is what works best. Um, but yeah, this as you can see from the title, is a collective imagineering meditation. And so the goal is to take you through this space in which we're all, we people participating in this meditation are participating in this co-creative process this world building process, which has been something that I've talked about in my newsletter. If you're not already subscribed to my newsletter, the link to do that is in the bio or description box of this. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, um, that's without giving too much away. Well, I'm not going to give too much away, but basically this is, to kind of give some weird background on where this comes from, I can imagine if you're listening to this, you probably know that I'm like, you know, a bitch on the internet that talks about talking to guides and ancestors and working with the dream space. Um, you'll see from the image associated with this podcast that like the imagery is from um, Virgil Abloh's final show at Louis Vuitton, um, The Dream House. Um, the, the show was titled The Infinite Field. Um, of course, Ablo passed away from cancer in November of last year. And the days after his death were very strange in the sense of how they've, how his death has impacted me as someone who quite honestly, while he was alive, I didn't really connect to his work because of a lot of quite frankly, judgments that I held about what type of person I assumed that he was. So I was highly uninterested (laughs) in looking and seeing what he was up to. And I had a dream the day after he died or the, the evening of his, you know, uh, after the, after he, it was announced that he had passed away in which, you know, he was raised in Chicago or in the Chicago suburb. I was taken to a Chicago brownstone and there were these black boys playing on the porch and in the backyard there was a black grandmother standing above a garden box and like looking into this box his bones were in this really rich brown soil like very fertile soil um and these beautiful seedlings emerge from the soil of this garden box and that among maybe like 
three or four other dreams in which I've spoken to him directly, I know this sounds wild, but please bear with me, have just been really world shifting and changing in terms of like understanding what the impact of someone's dream world, creative world, creative space, and creativity doesn't have to be about, you know, being an artist, there are many ways to be creative or be a creative. Um, how, who that touches, what that shifts and changes. Um, there was an understanding of, of that, that, you know, I've been really ruminating on and thinking about and unraveling for myself over the last um, couple of months and again, receiving a lot of information from him in the, the dream space about like what it means to be a black creative, what it means to care for yourself, what it means, you know, when you're interacting with these institutions, some of the mistakes that he made, ways that black artists can do different. And ultimately through that first dream, seeing how his work will impact black boys, but also it's um, strange way of this impact to like black um, maternal figures as well are some of the things that I kind of took away from that. So I think it was very interesting that his last collection, please bear with me, this is just, you know, context, is the dream house. And, and that is the space that I will take you all through for this meditation. Um, again, with the point, you know, we're in this time in which I know so many of you, you know, are bleeding hearts for the world and it is a difficult time to see the world as a place that can be different and quite honestly that is one of the functions of capitalism and the functions of these systems is for us to not think but also not have the time and the energy to imagine that something else is is happening so this is about tapping into the the resonance of what it is that you already are co-creating within yourself, with the universe, with other people. It's, it's an anchor point of, of faith and trust in, in the universe and the process and the moments that you're being taken through. Because I know this year is so difficult for so many people for a lot of different reasons, whether that be societally or just in people's personal lives or just, you know, a compound of like all of those things. So I feel like that's the, what I would like to offer at this time. But I, I want to share, so there's this thing that Virgil did called the ver the vocabulary according to Virgil Abloh in which he has this, what he calls liberal definition of terms and explanation of ideas. And he published this in the show notes of all of his, um, uh, of his shows that he did. And I think one of the really amazing and beautiful things about him is that there were you know, these, this list of definitions and these detailed explanations of the motifs that he's using, the casting info, where these people, these models are coming from, where their parents are from, like really tapping into this like interconnectedness, right? Um, storyboarding and like showing the compilation of the world building that he was making in his work. Um, and of course, absolutely the final show was named The Infinite Field. So like it is this infinite um wave uh this infinite creation world building loop that can be tapped into and is constantly inspiring people 
whether it is consciously or unconsciously, which I think is just so Jupiter Neptune, right? So like a core part of his ethos being that his creative journey is replicable is replicable and it it provides like a very rich blueprint for young creatives globally, right? Is is a big thing with with him and what he did and what he gave to people um while he was still here. Um <clears throat> But also, again, going back to like Jupiter, Neptune, it's it's also, um, how do I want to say this? It, it's what we all are constantly doing. You know, we, we really vastly underestimate the, the power of the energetics of the things that we're doing. And when we can tap into things at that level, it makes having trust and faith that much easier but it also allows us to see the nuances of how what it is that we do the decisions that we make even the things that we think the things that we do how they they impact and shift this energetic field around us and also seeing how we are on the receiving end of that process of other people as well it's very you know mycelium network um but two words that stuck out that he defines are black imagination and boyhood ideology um which of course are tailored to specific groups of people but they're also not if you listen to the words right so black imagination a term used for trans uh, the transformative process of rethinking and overturning the inherited and unconscious expectations tied to black identities throughout history and creating and encouraging black consciousness for the present and the future and then boyhood ideology the unspoiled outlook of a child who is yet to be affected by the preconceived ideas of society. One of the things that I talk so much about in the Astrology of 2022 newsletter that I sent out, and maybe I'm just going to make that public for people who haven't been able to see it because they're not a part of my mailing list, is understanding and reconstructing and deconstructing our relationship to desire um, to faith and imagination, things that are deeply policed and indoctrinated again because of the systems that we have. We are told what we are allowed to do, what we can have, what we have access to, what's possible for us, um, our lot of life that will be afforded to us based on our gender, class, physical, mental ability, race, etc. And I think a really core part of this um, is this meditation will be to show you how you are co-creating in spite of all of those things and the amazing things that you are bringing into your own life, one, but also who who that's touching, whether that's just a family member or whether that's people that you don't know um, uh, or someone that you have yet to know and that you will know, which is what I saw when I did the meditation for myself a couple of months ago. Um, I think I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, yeah. And then, well, I'll say this. Well, no, I'll say this in the next part <laughs> so that if you want to skip through this part, you can skip through it, you know, anyway. So, um, I would like to invite you to, well, one of the things that I like to do before doing, especially a guided meditation is make sure that I am in a practice of um, making sure that my body is 
as calm and still as possible. Sorry, I was like half burping. That is so gross, I apologize. Um, <laughs> when I was saying that. <clears throat> now, I would recommend, you know, if you know how to do a yoga nidra, um, so like a full body scan, that might be something that you can do. But then the other thing that I want to recommend for people, I would definitely say give yourself like 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes, especially if you've spent a lot of time, you know, working or focused on a lot of things in your day. This will allow you to give your body the space to to rest and calm down and kind of process, work through um, some of the things that have happening through the day so that the meditation itself can give you information based on the things that I'm the places I'm prompting you to visit and, and do during the time of the meditation. I say that with the caveat that your meditation may still be just a very, you know, like a rest space for you. And, and that's okay as well. Um, definitely you can get a notebook um, or use your notes app on your phone to write about some of the things that kind of come up for you. I would say paying attention to colors, um, sounds, smells, things that you're seeing. All of those details are definitely really important. Um, if you don't know how to do yoga nidra, I've also recommended a meditation that I've put in the bio, in the description box. It is called Meditation to Calm the Mind. 30-minute guided meditation, and it's from Ethereal Meditation. So it's available on YouTube. The um, thumbnail is the Northern Lights, and it says Calm the Mind. Um, that is one of my favorites. So those are just a couple of things I would encourage you to do beforehand, and then you can come back to this meditation. That being said, you know, you should probably set aside about an hour. If you have an hour to do that, you can also use the guided meditation before you're about to go to sleep. Um, whatever suits your fancy. Um, and in this next part, we will get into it. We're going to start our meditation. By closing our eyes, hopefully you found a comfortable seat where you can lay down whatever makes you the most comfortable at this time. And I'd like you to unclench your jaw, invite you to 
drop your tongue from the roof of your mouth. Breathe into your shoulders. any tension that's held in them at this time. And you can lay your hands comfortably at your side or on your stomach. Whatever feels good to you. I'd like you to draw attention to your breath. You don't need to change your breath, just pay attention to it. And then on the next inhale, I want you to take in a deep breath. And out. Breathing all the way in. And out. One more. Breathing in. At this time, I'm going to spray two sprays so that we can ask of the assistance of Archangel Gabriel and Archangel Raphael. Archangel Gabriel being a messenger angel who works with people across all religions, across all spiritual ideologies, regardless of who you are. I'm going to spray that down. You can breathe in. And imagine yourself being surrounded by a yellow light. And she may have greeted you with a lion. And then I'm going to spray our Archangel Raphael spray of balance and harmony, of healing and connection. His name means God heals. He is God's physician. Thank you. Thank you both for being present with us. Thank you for supporting us with all honorable guides and ancestors who are here and aligned with our heart's desires path to support us as we navigate this meditation. And I just set the intention that you are protected, that you will work with guides and ancestors that are aligned with your highest good and the highest good of all involved. And right now, I just want you to imagine that you are on a grassy knoll, a seaside cliff that stretches far of grass 
through the hills in one direction and a beautiful coast in the other. I want you to look down at your right hand and I want you to see that you are holding a kite. And I want you to slowly pull the kite line down using one hand after another, pulling this long line of this kite down to you. And I want you to take a look and see what does your kite look like? What is its shape, its color? Does it have a pattern? Is it shaped like a particular animal? or something else, just take it in. What is the texture of this kite? And just watch as it gently ripples in the wind in your hand. It's a beautiful day. The sun is out. It's a little cloudy. It looks like it might rain but just like a slight rain, right? Not a downpour. But when you're ready, I want you to release that kite. And I want you to watch it fly away. Where is it going? Maybe it just disappeared in thin air. Maybe you see it fighting in the wind, sailing off towards the sea. Just take a note of that. And when we look to our right, into the hills, we can see a robin's egg blue house with a red roof with a small robin's egg blue stairwell in front that leads to an orange glowing doorway do you see it it's the dream house let's walk or make our way over there in any way that you can. Maybe you'll even float. Walking through the hills, through the grass, seeing small little butterflies. Maybe if you look closely at the ground, you can see ants beautiful wildflowers, dandelions, and other things in the grass, clovers, as you're walking towards the dream house. 
and you're going to make your way up the stairwell. You see that orange glowing door that you walk through and let's go inside. And we see that in the in the dream house there's still this orange glow across the walls. But there's a stairwell in front of you and I want you to walk down the stairs. We turn a corner and we see there's another stairwell. And at the bottom of the stairwell, you will see three doors. All of them look dark. All of the doorways are dark. There are two on the wall to your right, and there's one on the wall in front of you. And I want you to take a walk through into this dark corridor. Can you hear the echo of your footsteps? And you're gonna keep walking until it opens up into a room. What is in the room? Is it big? Is it small? What is the decor like? If there are windows, how many are there? Is it a familiar place? Whether familiar because you've been there or because you've seen it before. Let's just explore this room. Take it in and take your time. Make sure you look up at the ceiling. You can touch the things in the room. This room is yours. You can get up close to the walls. Are there people in this room? Can you make out their faces? Is there artwork in this room? The textures, the smells, 
Maybe if there are even things that you can taste. But now you're going to walk towards the exit of this room. And we're going to go down another staircase. And as we walk down the stairs, we find ourselves in a gallery of that same robinette blue that we saw on the outside of the house. And I want you to look into the center of the room and you'll see that there are people forming a circle. And I want you to find your place in that circle and look up and see the faces of the people that you're co-creating with your community, your people. Look around the circle and see who are those people. Maybe some of them you've already met. Maybe you've never seen some of them before. Maybe you're surprised in a good or bad way. Or maybe even in a neutral way. And then everyone will turn around, facing outside of the circle. And you'll see that there are frames all across the walls of the gallery. And let's take a walk and see what we see in these frames. What works of art? Maybe you don't see anything, but you may feel something. Or it can be just a color. Or you see a very specific image. Just take the time to walk around the space. And take a look.
And at this time, it's time to go. Look and find the exit. It has a nice little exit sign above it. And we'll leave this space. And as you go back out, you can feel the sun hit your face. And you'll see that we find ourselves back on that grassy knoll. We can look out and we can see a seaside cliff. But something's different. It looks like there's a kite festival. Can you see? There are hundreds of people at the cliff, flying kites in the sky. You remember your kite? Can you see your kite? I want you to find your kite. Just look up into the sky and see where it is. When you find it, trace the kite line down to the ground and I want you to see who's holding your kite do you recognize this person what are they wearing what do they look like Are they familiar? Maybe you want to wave. Or if you know their name, maybe you want to shout their name. Or maybe you just want to watch. this time we're going to say goodbye but just know that this is a place that you can come back to at any time
as we come out of this meditation. Slowly move. Maybe your fingers or your toes. Take your time. Reintroducing movement back into the body. Maybe you feel comfortable introducing some bigger movements. Maybe a full body stretch, stretching out your arms and your legs. Maybe you just want to roll your neck, shrug your shoulders. Breathing in, full breath, and out. Breathing in, and out. Thank you so much for trusting me to create this container for you all. And I hope that this meditation has blessed you in the same way that it's blessed me. Happy Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. there are notes (laughs) that you have around specific things that you've seen or experienced um, you can feel free to DM me or um, send me an email Um, if I get enough uh, responses I may just kind of compile them into probably like a short video or like live just to kind of recap or share especially if there are common themes that I see among things or I can just give you general guidance or information I am open to doing that um if you did enjoy 
this offering. It is not required, but you can always feel free to donate money to my PayPal or my Cash App, which are all listed in the description box below. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day or or evening thank you so much i am deeply grateful and appreciative of all of you and i will talk to you soon